What's good, YouTube? Quinn Wade, Basketball Analysis, coming to y'all on Analysis Playground. We're going to talk about the MVP award. This is one of the toughest awards to win, one of the awards that people are usually happy to win because it is so tough. There's a many great Hall of Famers and top 75 players that have never won this award because it's so difficult to have a great season while other players are great in this league. But it's only going to be one MVP. And I'm going to go through seven candidates with the best chances to me to win this award. Number one, Luka Dantic. Luka the Don, Wonder Boy Dantic is putting up historic Russell Westbrook MVP, James Harden MVP type numbers. The biggest difference is he's not winning on the level that they won at. Maybe he will at the end. It's a long season. He has the shooting. He has the talent around him to do it. It just will the voters. They got a lot of scrutiny for those type of players besides James Harden, who won with the number one seed in the NBA that year, with Russell Westbrook having a number six seed like Jokic. Will that be the trend that helps Luka's, con uh, Luka's narrative? He ended up getting it done with the six seed, Russell Westbrook. But I don't know if they'll let that happen again after the scrutiny. But they did it with Jokic. Jokic was one of the worst records compared to other teams. And he was MVP last year. Maybe they factor in that Luka has to do so much heavy lifting. A lot of it he chooses to do because he does have Spencer Dinwiddie. And last year he had a six-man of the year runner-up. Um, and and Jalen Brunson, but it didn't really change the way he handled the ball or played, even though he had two other ball handlers after the, the Bertans trade. And then when he traded, he had another ball handler to go with Brunson, and it still didn't really change much offensively for this team. Maybe it's just the way he plays. Maybe it's just the way he's used to playing because he got broke into that in Euro, then the Mavericks was terrible, so he ended up just bringing the same way he played. I'm an advocate of saying do your thing, play a game. The Mavericks have made it to the Western Conference playing that style of basketball. They have made it to the playoffs three seasons in a row uh, with that play style getting out of the first round and the second round this year. And they have got a lot more depth and they have a lot more shooting and they have better bigs, but they have the same play style. You would think they'll try to intertwine it and switch it up just a little bit just to take the burden off Luka. You don't want the little nagging injuries to add up and have him miss significant time or lead to a bigger injury. You want to take care of him just because he is the franchise. He is one of the greatest players. He's going to be one of the top 100 players because you're already All-NBA first team on pace to make four first teams in a row this season already, and he's in for a monster season. He might be my favorite to win MVP, but that's every year. You know, It, it is about wins. It is about who can you know right the ship, who can keep them winning consistently. Luka has done that so far in his career, but is this a change in his play style? Is the number is going to be indicative of that change so far yes but where they go down where they go up more screens more cutting more shooting has led to him he turned down more threes to shoot more mid-range more floaters and more layups maybe that helps his efficiency maybe that helps his he attacks maybe that puts more pressure on the defense like he has and maybe that helps but if they're not going to defend they're not going to play with the same fight that they need on both ends of the court they could be a middling team and that could hurt his chance to win an mvp that's the only case i have against him Giannis is his biggest struggle because Giannis is the only team undefeated that he plays defense he plays hard he can score 30 points a game like he's doing too he can get double digit rebounds too he can get five to six to seven assists like he already have done this year and he can shoot more efficiently from the field because all he does is shoot layups and dunks like Luca is starting to do 
And you factor in that he's not a three-point shooter. He plays to his strengths like Luka does too, but he doesn't shoot at, that many threes at all. And his team is winning more games. They're on an easier conference compared to the Western Conference, which is a bloodbath when it comes to playoff seeding, which helps the case for Giannis as the East is top-heavy. And that's about it when it comes to great to elite teams. It's about four or five of them, and that's it. And then the rest of the teams are just good to great at best. And I think that helps Giannis' case when it comes to winning plus he's better than Luca already plus he's a better defender and a two-way player that helps Giannis case for being a three-time MVP he already won two this could be his third another person in the conversation is Jason Tatum I love what I've seen to out of him as a leader he's speaking up more he's showing more a little deuce Tatum he's having fun out there you see the energy you see in the celebration you see in the wheel go through his veins he's bleeding green when I see his veins it seems like he knows that his cash his confidence is high his hand is high he's finishing he's dunking he's electrifying a crowd he's feeling the energy he's really wearing that Celtics brand the way it needs to be war and getting to the finals letting you know that we don't have Ime Adoka, but that's not going to change our approach. That's not going to change how we feel. That's not going to change how we play. Matter of fact, our assistant coach was the assistant coach that Ime Adoka hired, and we can run the similar stuff that we ran in the second half of the season and change it up just a little bit because our starting lineup is different and play harder and play the same way and still let Tatum do his thing the way he's been doing it and do it very well and be contagious for all of us. And that's what I love out of seeing what I'm seeing out of this so team they're feeding off brown and tatum but tatum has really turned into that superstar franchise changing guy that we hope that he'd be in college and the celtics ended up luckily getting him in that trade with brooklyn which led to us getting him and, and they didn't draft him number one in that draft was markel folks but we'll take it and we're happy that we did it we coming off a finals berth we got off to a great start this season being three and oh we back to our winning ways and a lot of it has to do with the player tatum who's averaging 30 plus points too and he's getting the rebounds and he's getting assists and he's efficient something that was different when he was the first three four seasons is something that's changed the last couple and that's changing for the better um, Steph Curry, I do believe they're going to write the ship. Um, I don't think they're going to have a terrible record throughout the season. He's already averaging 30 points. He has done it twice already. He already is a two-time MVP, just like Giannis and Jokic, who's also on this list. These guys are going to have worse records than they had last year. Remember, Jokic and Steph did not have a top three record in the entire NBA. They had top four records in their conference. Jokic ended up having a top eight record in the conference, really top six, and he still was able to win MVP. So I think that a guy like Giannis will win more games and he plays better defensively but they impact on the game and the impact on their teams are so enormous that it's going to help you know educate people how the game should be played and how to make your teammates better Steph Curry and Jokic have the similar impact it's just Steph Curry team is obviously better than Jokic's team and the other guys teams too besides the Bucks and that only thing that hurts his argument is Giannis is a better player like we all have said but Giannis team is equally as good once Middleton comes back and Pat Connaughton comes back healthy the records already are in the Bucks favor, which helped Giannis' argument, but it's an 82-game season. Anything can happen, and you have to play those cards, too, as it does impact how the season plays out. Like we seen last year, which hurt his Steph Curry, Curry argument as he failed. He was a, the, the landslide winner in the first half of the season, then quickly fell off at, in the second half of the season. But he ended up getting the finals MVP, which is something you prefer because he never had that award, but he had the MVP award twice. So you'll 
give and take on that. Plus, you know, it's just better to be at the top of the entire NBA than being pseudo at the top because you had to beat Jokic to get to the NBA Finals in the first round. And Jokic, he's going to have the rebounds. He's going to have the points. He's going to have the assists. They're going to have the record. They're going to be a playoff team. He's going to be dominant. He's going to be a force like he's always been. But that's a given. And then Zion Williamson is the last person. I think they will be better this year because of Zion. When Zion doesn't play, they just don't have that 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 wrecking ball. They just don't have that bulldozer. They just don't have that 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 force that just puts them on an unstoppable offensive level. When you look at the shooters like a CJ McCutton, like a Devontae Graham, like a Jonas that can post and hit push shots and also hit threes. And then you have the fact that they can handle the ball. And you look at Ingram, he, he can hit set mid-ranges and set threes too. They function better when their shots are easier. They function better when the defense isn't paying attention to them. And Zion takes so much attention off of them because of his ability to get to the basket. He's always been a solid player, playmaker in college and in high school. He's a guy that can get you three to four to five assists. And his ability to be a force in transition, getting the ball and just running at you, making a live pass and making a dump pass and making the kick out the three-point shooters just make everybody's job easier. It's like a Steph type of thing. He's so unstoppable getting to the basket that everybody just have to zone in on how to stop him and guys just get easy opportunities and easy chances. And I think that that's a positive thing for a team like the Pelicans, and that's why they wanted to re-up him, and they did, because he's just that big of a force. And then you look at the fact that everybody wants to know how to stop this guy. Everybody's still trying to figure out how to get this guy to get slowed down besides getting injured, and sometimes he injured himself because he attacks with so much force that once he falls, the repercussion is damaging his own body because he has to come back down, plus he has the weight in the force, and the person that's colliding with him just makes it tough. But when I look at the rebounds, I look at the points and the assists that he can rack up, and I look at the fact that they're actually going to be winning compared to the other seasons, that just helps him. He already made it to an all-star game. He already been a 27-point scorer. Now he just has to have the wins. And they made it to the playoffs without him last year. They should be even better. They should double their wins this year by at least 5 to 10 wins. And that should put them in the 50-win category, which will put them in the Jokic-Steph conversation record-wise. And that should put them in the conversation for MVP. But that's just my opinion. Quinn Wade, basketball analysis signing out. See you guys. The next one will be most improved player. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. Hope you guys enjoyed the rest of your day. Um, and I'll see you um, in a little bit.